kind of went on this journey of like opening up my world and my life and anybody that follows me on social media or knows me now knows that like they know my kids names they know what I like what I don't like I mean my dog's names and shit because I'm just open like I share all of it I share the good days I share the bad days I share when I'm up I share when I'm down I share when I, I don't know or when I things up and it's just become this form of liberation for me like I feel free and yeah. where my whole life I had felt just squeezed like in this box like just ah just this angst and I think that's the reason truthfully right now that you know the conversations that I'm having with people on a global level and my coaching and consulting and everything else is is you know we're wondering why so many men are killing themselves right all high I think it's simply because of this because we're in this box and we feel like we have to be in this box and stay in this box and so we lie and lie and lie and lie until we reach a breaking point and either do kill ourselves or do something else dramatic and and you know that's the mission and the vision of lions not sheep is helping people see that like everybody's just as fucked up as the next guy right yeah. and so these lies they're not doing anything to anybody else they're just hurting you you're sinking your own shit <laughs> Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule, man. Thanks for pushing back. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. I got to tell you, I first heard of you, you were doing a Facebook Live video right after the Mandalay Bay shooting. You're walking past the White Crosses and you're just talking about how important family was to you yeah. and like say go out and hug people and that video man i was like oh this guy's awesome man i've been following you ever since so thank you for okay. posting that video man dude I, it's social media is a trip man and the way that it's connected people and and allowed people to just create i mean just straight up connections it's it's really 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 like it's fascinating to me yeah absolutely i've read your book several times you were a self-made millionaire in your mid-20s the goal was to retire by your 30s for those who don't know your story you know how'd that go man how'd you get that level and where are you at today well it went really good you know i yeah. I, I, I was very successful at a young age um, i grew up in a single parent home i mean if I, I i cover some of it in my book and and anybody yeah. that's followed me on social media kind of knows the story but um you know i made a lot of money in my early 20s and and had this idea of what success was what it looked like what it smelled like what it should be like and and you know i i, I ran really really hard and maybe it was it was uh, compensating for something in life. Maybe it was you know daddy issues. Call it whatever you want. But I ran super hard and and found a lot of success. And um, I found that I did it for the wrong reasons. I did it because it was ego based. It was pride driven. It was you know look look at my cars and my houses and my boats and 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 this is what look how successful I am. Uh, yeah. But inside I was drowning was dying i didn't know who i was i didn't know why i was doing any of this i didn't know what i wanted in life and uh moved into my early 30s 30 years old i decided to burn my whole world to the ground and i left my marriage of 10 years i literally walked out of a business that i had built from scratch that was doing 20 plus million dollars a year revenue i uh, didn't take money didn't take cash didn't take a single thing i literally just walked out and went into what i like to call my wilderness which is basically me sticking my head up my ass feeling sorry for myself drinking myself to oblivion and doing everything i could to uh, try to figure out why i was even here uh, on this planet let alone you know purpose and the whole thing and that led to uh, a lot of depression a lot of uh, a lot of darkness and one night i ended up putting a gun in my mouth and contemplated blowing my brains out and wow. have that experience you see in the cartoons with like the angel and the devil you know yeah. talking about I was literally rationalizing with myself the entire night of, of why I should kill myself and why I shouldn't kill myself. And God willing, I, I, I woke up the next day and, and uh, decided that uh, I needed some help. And it wasn't an addiction thing. There was, it wasn't a drug thing. It wasn't, there was, I mean, 
my divorce wasn't because of cheating or lying or infidelity or whatever. It was just emotionally, I just shut off. I didn't know what this whole experience was about. And, uh, yeah. you know, it, it's, uh, I, I went on a journey and I decided to go into the places in my mind and my heart and my soul that uh, I was told were scary and dark and dangerous and that nobody wanted to go into. And I found that, uh, what, what I like to call and what my, my next book's title is, is your message, your message. And oh, I was nice. afraid of sharing with everybody who I really was, like how I really felt. You know, we, we have these conversations, what alpha is, right? And alpha is just this beat on your chest, make a ton of money, fuck everything that you can, be yeah. this guy, fucking rage. And I found that uh, that led to a lot of unhappiness. And uh, I found inside that uh, that's the exact opposite of what alpha is. And so I I started sharing that journey on social media and have had uh, a couple of my posts go viral over the last four years and to the tune of almost 900 million views and um, hundreds of thousands of followers and millions and millions and millions of comments and shares and likes. And I've grown this huge social presence and a business and, um, you know, my company now, which is Lions Not Sheep, all, all around that same concept, all around that understanding that you and I are just as fucked up as the next guy. And yep. the next guy and the next guy and, and us trying to pretend that we're these islands are what's causing us so much contention, causing us so much grief, causing us so much pain and, and um, you know, helping people understand that, like, we've got one shot at this deal. Yeah. We've got one shot at this life. And, you know, I don't want to be that dude that's laying on his deathbed saying the same thing as all these other assholes. You know, oh, shit, I live this shitty life because I was worried about what you'd think or he'd think or she'd think. And so, uh, you know, that's kind of brought me to this place here and and why I wrote my book and why you and I are having this conversation. Come on, man. When I read that in your book, that you put that nine millimeter in your mouth, man, my heart just sunk. Cause I, I have family members that I've dealt with around suicide and man, I just, it couldn't imagine being on the other side of your, like your family being on, you know, getting that news. Right. And so happy and proud of you for pulling out of that, man. I mean, that's awesome. You did what a lot of guys don't do. And you reached out to your buddy, you asked for help. You know, what was going through your mind when you were making that conversation or making that call to your buddy saying, look, man, I need to get this thing figured out. Well, what what I did, you know, I have been really successful in business. So a lot of people find themselves where they're not successful or they don't have money or they hit that rock bottom or whatever. Yeah. What I couldn't figure out is why I was angry. And that oh, was what right. I reached out to him. The first thing I said to him is, I'm, I'm like, dude, I need help. And, and he's like, what do you want? I'm like, I don't want to be angry anymore. But I didn't know what I was angry at. I was angry at everybody. I went through this divorce and I cut everybody out of my life. I cut my family out. I blocked everybody on social media. You know, wow. I, I never cursed God, but I was like, what the fuck is this whole thing for, right? Yeah. I was angry at the market. I was angry at banks. I was angry at my business partners. I was angry at my employees. I was just angry. And, and, and as I peeled everything back and started understanding, you know, why and what it meant, you know, me being in this place where like, I, I, it's very simple for me to explain now. It's like, I was full of shit. I was just lying. And the more I lied, you know, people would ask me, how you doing? I'm good. Right. That's what yeah. we say. What guys yeah. say I'm good. <laughs> and it was that like, I want to talk about it. I want to share it. I want to open up, but that's what pussies do. Right. And that's like weakness because weakness isn't allowed and weakness isn't what we're supposed to do. And, and, and it just, I, I started bubbling up with just anger and I got more and more and more and more angry. And it wasn't in anybody else. It was just the simple fact that I was a fucking liar. And, sure. and that's what changed with me is, is that first post that ever went viral after two years of fighting with my ex, after massive like contention and lawyers and 
restraining orders and just crazy insanity. Like I sat down on my bed one night and I just shared my truth, you know, and I talked about how I was an asshole. Yeah. And how I didn't have answers and how I was scared and how I was like, make a ton of fucking mistakes, which we don't acknowledge. We don't ever admit as right. men. We don't do yeah. that. And that was the first post that went viral. And two things happened for me that in that moment. Number one, I saw that I wasn't alone. I mean, millions of people saw this post and literally had tens of thousands of comments and hundreds of thousands of shares it went across the world. And I realized that that message resonated with a lot of people. And it, and it was my darkness. It wasn't this beautiful sunshine like, hey, look at my happy family at Disneyland. It was fucking dark. Yeah. It was me talking about wanting to kill myself and end my own life. And I was like, shit, why do so many people resonate with this? And then the second thing that happened is I felt better. I just felt better. I felt yeah. better getting this off my chest. I felt better talking about this, right? And there wasn't the but. Right. My whole life I was like, well, I was an asshole to her and I said this, but it was because she did or I did this, but it was because it was the first time I was like, no, I was just a dick. Yeah. Just an asshole. Yeah. I said mean shit. I did mean shit. And it's because I was scared. It's because I didn't have any answers. It's because I didn't know what to do. And I felt I felt liberated almost. Yeah, it right. It's freedom. And I was like, well, shit, if this is the recipe for this, like to connect with other people, number one. And to feel better, why don't I do it more? Yep. And so I kind of went on this journey of like opening up my world and my life. And anybody that follows me on social media or knows me now knows that like they know my kids' names, they know what I like, what I don't like. I mean, my dogs' names and shit, because I'm just open. Like I share all of it. I share the good days. I share the bad days. I share when I'm up. I share when I'm down. I share when I, I don't know or when I fuck things up. And it's just become this form of liberation for me. Like I feel free. And yeah. Where my whole life I had felt just squeezed, like in this box, like just ah, just this angst. And I think that's the reason, truthfully, right now that you know the conversations that I'm having with people on a global level and my coaching and consulting and everything else is, is you know, we're wondering why so many men are killing themselves. Right. All time high. I think it's simply because of this, because we're in this box and we feel like we have to be in this box and stay in this box, and so we lie and lie and lie and lie until we reach a breaking point and either do kill ourselves or do something else dramatic. And and you know that's the mission. And the vision of Lions Not Sheep is helping people to see that, like, everybody's just as fucked up as the next guy, right? Yeah. And so these lies, they're not doing anything to anybody else. They're just hurting you. You're sinking your own shit. Right. Absolutely. And I also saw on your website, you have a Lions Den experience. How has that gone? How did you put that together? It looks like just an awesome experience for men to, to jump yeah. in. Is that still something available? Yeah, we're actually getting ready to start it back up um, here in the fall of, of 2019. I, I took... A year and a half off from it i didn't want to do it i didn't feel compelled to do it um which you know i just i want to be pure in all of my intentions and what i do and why i'm doing stuff um but yeah. it became radically powerful for men it was something that i experienced i went to and experienced a, a, a three-day thing with with uh you know other men and, and and this is kind of where i started learning about a lot of this darkness and understanding it and it's intense man i mean yeah we, we we're full of shit. I mean, the simplest way to put it is we're full of shit, and everybody watching this knows what I'm talking about. You right. can put on the armor, you can put on the flex, you can you can show up like a badass. It's typically like, like I'm reading a, an incredibly powerful book right now, The Way of the Warrior. Yes. And, and it's it's changed me because in a lot of ways because I like studying Sun Tzu and, and history. And if you look at like the old samurais, you look at the old warriors, you look at those guys, they were not the loudest. They weren't the right. dudes that came into the room like, "What's up, bitches?" They didn't push people around. They weren't bullies they weren't you know trying to intimidate other people they were the quiet ones they, they they won the war up here i mean sun tzu talks about how you know the victorious warrior wins first and then he goes to battle yes. where the defeated ones go to battle and then try and figure out how to win 
And I started understanding that. I started realizing that, like, I can win these battles in here first, and then I can beat anybody. I can beat anything. You know, you yep. look at that MMA, right? Yeah. You know, Conor McGregor, whether you like him or you hate him, has a mental game that's unmatched by anyone else ever to fight in the game, ever. I agree, yes. I mean, his mental game is is far superior to anybody else. Has he lost? Sure, we've all fucking lost. I mean, yep. you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, it's just that 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 understanding that like most men, they, they run from fear. They run from that darkness. We hide it, we lock it away, we, we don't talk about it. And like one of the first things that we do in the Lions of Sheep experience, just to give you like a little insight, is we fight. We yes. Fight. These are some of these men have never been in physical combat, never had had physical confrontation. And I don't care who you are. I mean, you study you study fighting and you know, like MMA, top rated MMA, the whole thing. Like I'm, I've had five professional MMA fights. Come on. Like, I know what it's like. And I and you look at like Mike Tyson, right? You watch his documentary, and Mike Tyson talked about how before his fights he would become physically ill. He was so fucking scared. This was yes. the most feared man on the planet. He'd be throwing up in the back. Yeah. I mean, that's real talk from, from that from that dude. And, and the reason that we do that is simply because it's terrifying to fight. It's yeah. terrifying to war. It's terrifying to do these things. But what I have found in, in training with, you know, special forces, you know, military members, our army rangers, Navy SEALs, going into, the, you know, physical combat training with dudes in the UFC is the more you go into the deep end of the pool, the more comfortable you yeah, absolutely. The more you go into that deep end, the more you you face scary situations, the more comfortable you become with scary situations. And most men run from it. And so one of the things that the Lions on Sheep experience does is it it rips dudes open to like terrifying situations quickly. And when you step back from that and go, okay, I survived, I lived. When you look at everything else in life, from family and children and work, it's everything seems small now. It seems yep. manageable and accomplishable, right? It's kind of like I, I like to teach people and share about being in the eye of the hurricane. Life is like the hurricane. You get up and shit's coming at you and it's chaos, it's chaos, it's chaos. And this kid pukes and he's sick and your wife's mad and this and that. And, da, 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 and then the boss is a fucking asshole and somebody cuts you off in the freeway. And next thing you know, you want to fucking murder everybody, right? right? What I'm all about is how do I find my, my – and you know that that doesn't do any good, right? Murdering sure, people, yeah. punching a motherfucker on the freeway, screaming at your woman, you know, whatever, whatever doesn't make you more money doesn't doesn't get you where you want to go so the question is what do we have to do to, to get ourselves into the eye of the hurricane and find that peace that calmness so that we can refocus our shit to win the battle to win the war and that's where I, I never was there in my life I just played in that chaotic role and and never understood that and so now my, my entire philosophy with lions not sheep is you know if you look at a lion most of the time they're just laying out and fucking on the grass just chilling yeah nobody can fuck with them when they yeah. get hungry, they go home, they eat. But the rest of the time, they're just meandering around, chilling, doing their thing. Like, they're in control, right? Yep. It's yep. just savage. It's murdering everybody and killing everybody and, and whatever. Like, let the hyenas do their thing over there. Let the giraffes do their thing over there. Let the rhinos go do their thing over here. I'm just going to be here chilling. And when I get hungry, I'll go kill something. I'll eat. When I'm thirsty, I'll go get a drink. When I'm yeah. fuck, I'll go fuck. I'll go do my thing. And that's my philosophy and my mentality now. And and that's why the, the Lions of Sheep has been very powerful for you know a lot of men is is it helps them face really scary shit. And when you step yep. back after the experience, you realize most everything else is pretty simple compared to that reality. Absolutely. One of the things I loved in your book, and, and maybe if you could go on a little bit deeper, but at the very beginning of your book, you dedicated it to your mom, who was your hero. And how did she influence you, man, and, and to make you the guy that you are today? Ma, <laughs> Ma where are you? Come here, we need to introduce you to the world. We're talking about you. Um, 
My my mom, I watched my mom as a single mom as a young young kid. My parents split up, and it was a nasty divorce. My dad was a total dick, and it was just a bad situation and really toxic. And and I watched my mom um, be valiant. I watched yeah. my mom. I, I remember passing her room multiple times and she was on her knees praying and 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 looking for guidance and and she would always say the same thing like remember who you are remember who you are ma come here come say hi to the world this is ma this is my world what do you want to ask since we got it right here oh man you have raised you've raised an awesome son that's for sure (laughs) (laughs) i i just asked him because he mentions you in the book as you're his hero uh, and I was asking him how much influence did he have, you know, did you have on him and, and where he's at today? And that's such a, a cool explanation that he has a definition. So I just want to thank you, say thank you to you because that's awesome that you got through that. You know, I my parents were divorced. I saw crazy abuse, not from my own father, but from my mom's boyfriend and emotionally, physically, all of that stuff, you know. And uh, thank you for getting through that. That's awesome. Well, you're welcome. You're welcome. And he's my hero now. Oh, how cool is that? The influence that she he has on the world, the yeah. people that he surrounds himself and his strength and his growth benefiting the world is just breathtaking to me. And it was worth everything. Awesome. Awesome. Well, very proud of you for getting through that. That is amazing. A thank lot you. of women give up. So uh, thank you for keep fighting through that. You're very welcome. Thanks. Mom. Thanks. Love you. There you go. There's mom Whalen. Man, that's awesome. That's awesome. I love in your book, you talk about the core four, which by the way, I mean, just being fully transparent, when I first read your book here, I did the exact thing that you say in the back. 99% of the people are going to read this book and do absolutely nothing. And I reread this book and now I'm on fire. Like I'm ready for the core four, man. I started working out. I started eating healthier. I started mentally doing things in the morning, a daily routine. How did you come up with this core four, man? Because it is life changing. It really is, man. And it's like, my, my, my first coach and mentor shared it with me. And as I started looking into it and studying it, it goes back to like Stephen Covey 30 years ago, coming up with like the pillars. And it's not, it's not a new thing. It's just right. everybody's kind of adapted it to their own deal. You know, my, my, my coach's coach was, was, he talked about, you know, faith, family, fitness, and finances. And then, you know, my coach adapted it to body balance being in business. And then I saw it and I learned it and I kind of tweaked it into power, passion, purpose, and production. And people have come through the lines of ship experience and morphed it in their own thing, like what vibes with them. And I think it's a beautiful reality. It's, it's understanding that, that, you know, we can, we can create a system and a structure. And I think that's what most people lack. It's what I lacked, right? It was yeah. get up in the morning, take a deep breath and just go to war. And it was just chaos. And if I have time, I'll work out. And, ah, and it was just like, I got a call and shit, I got an email and and it just became life was just chaos, right? Yeah. And I saw there's a way to, 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 to create a system around this, right? And and one of the things that I'm a firm believer in, you know, is the king eats first. It's something that I talk about with lions, not sheep. And and what core four really is is it is it allows me to put my mask on first. You know, yeah. there's a lot of men that the philosophy of life, whether you're religious or not religious, or whether you're born or raised in a in a, in a Christian household where it's like you know, sacrifice for everyone, do for everyone, be there for everyone. There's a lot of people struggling because that's what they believe and that's what they do. And the reason is because they don't take care of themselves. And, right. and the noble thought and the noble saying, which most men, a lot of men watching this would say this, is if the plane was going down, I'd put my wife's mask on first and my kid's mask on and I'd help my mom and my dad and my grandma and everybody else. Well, the truth of the matter is if the plane's going down, in its very simplest form, I mean, this is life and death, real shit, not figuratively speaking, if the plane's going down, there's no air, 
And so that ideology means all of you die. Because if you can't breathe, they can't breathe. If they can't breathe, you can't breathe. Yep. So I, I step back and I realize that core four is literally my mask. And, and that's why I'm so ruthlessly committed to it and why it's grown so much with, with literally we've almost 150,000 copies of my book sold organically. I don't have a publisher. I don't have a marketing team. I, I haven't spent any wow. money pushing this thing out there. It's grown organically because people see the shit. If I don't put myself first, and this is completely contrary to how most of us were raised. Sure. I don't put myself first, then everybody dies, right? Yeah. And, and, and there's there's a lot of nobility from men saying, well, I, I do it for my family. I sacrifice for my family. And, and really what they're saying is like, I'm too big of a pussy to take my own life in control. Because if you're saying, well, I work 20 hours a day and I grind and I hustle and I come home just tired and exhausted and I don't have time to be with my kids. I don't create that time. And I, come, I go to work and I hate my job. But I do it for them. It's like, what are you showing your kids for real? What are you really showing them? Right. You're showing them that life controls them. And at the yep. end of the day, like I realized that Core 4 has allowed me to create a structure where I can be in great shape. I can do my deal. I can build my business. And, and I don't, if I have time, date my woman. If I have time, go play with my kids. If I, when I have time, like, no, it's, it's, it's prior to 9 a.m. in the morning from the time I wake up at, at you know, 5.30, 6 o'clock, whatever time I get up until 9 I mean, if Jesus showed up on my doorstep and was like, hey, man, let's have some coffee. I'm like, I'll, I'll, I'll meet with you at nine because that's yeah. so dedicated to me. I'm so fucking ruthlessly committed to that because I realized if I don't have my mask on throughout that day, when my kids call, when my ex-wife calls, when something happens, when a client, when this and that, I'm fucked. Yeah. And I can't be in a place of power and certainty. And so core four literally is, is the, is the map that allows you to get significant results in your body, in your mind, in your family and in, in your relationships. And most, you know, most notably your business, because right. a lot of people think that it's just this, we work until we're 60, 65. And then, then I'll sit back and then I'll be able to have fun. And then I'll spend time with my kids. Well, the pro the, the reality is your kids are already grown and gone by then. What yep. are you going to show them? And so this is a hard concept for a lot of people because a lot of people are in that mindset. A lot of these watching is probably like, yeah, it's easy for you to say because of, because of, no, fuck that, man. Like there's no silver spoon near my mouth. Like I purposely, I chose this. Yep. And that's what it boils down to is you have to fucking step back and choose what type of life do I want to live? Do I right. want to be in my kids' games? If I do, then what do I have to do to do that? But most people just, we just run like sheep. We just are part of this conveyor belt, just getting pushed through life. And we never stop and say, okay, what the fuck do I really want? Like, what do I right. really want to do? And that's what, what, how to make shit happen is showing people is it's literally the, the, the step, like step-by-step -step process of how to build these maps, right? right? If you say, I want to go to the beach and you just get in your car and start driving, you might get to the beach eventually, but it might take you a fucking year, but you go to Canada and then, oh shit, I ended up at the North Pole. I was trying to get to Mexico. Well, if you want to go to Mexico, just... Pull out the fucking map and follow the road to Mexico. Right. That's what my book is, is if you want to have a good relationship with your lover, with your kids, and you know that's the end game, then here's how you build that. Right. Like, this is the map. If you want to make money, how much money? Okay, a million dollars a year. Great. Here's the map of how to get there. And just like you said, most people will read my book and go, well, it sounds great, but... Yes. But you don't know my story. Here's my story. Here's my story. And it's like, dude, fuck off. Yeah. Like we all have a story. We all have a shit. We all have fears and resentment and, and, and anxiety and jobs. Like people say that to me all the time. Well, it's easy for you to say, but some of us have bills. Like nobody's giving me free cigars. Like AT&T doesn't give me my phone and go, yeah, man, you're cool. Here's a free shit. 
I don't go yeah. to the store and get bottles of water, and they're like, here, take it all for free. <laughs> I got bills, I got lights, I got power, I got a car, I got gas, I got kids, I got child support, I got, I'm going at one o'clock today, my daughter's getting her fucking wisdom teeth out. It's 1,500 bones, like, I mean, I have got life like everybody else has life. Yep. I just reached that point where I was like, why the fuck am I doing this? Am I doing yep. this for my mom and for my friends and my family? Am I doing this for the, the watch and everybody can go, oh, look, he's successful? Or am I doing what I want to fucking do? And right. that's what 4-4 is. That's what How to Make Shit Happen does for people is it's a slap in the face. Yep. It's like, look, if you're fat, you're fucking fat. I'm not going to beat around the bush, bro. Like, right. You're broke. There's no nobility. I mean, I say that right in the very first part of, of the, the, the the chapter on, on, on money. Yep, absolutely. There's no nobility in being broke. I know that offends a lot of people and it triggers you, but there's not. Right. You can't fucking, like, take your kid anywhere you want to take him and do whatever you want to do. There's no nobility in that. Right. right? Everybody's like, oh, I want to go I want to go teach people about Jesus. I want to travel the world and talk about God. How the fuck are you going to get to Africa to go do that if you can't afford the plane ticket? Yep. I'm not trying to be an asshole. What I'm trying to help people understand is, like, nobody's coming to save you. Like, nobody's right. coming to give it to you. Nobody's going to make you get in shape. Nobody's just going to roll out the fucking red carpet and magical checks show up in your mailbox. So if you right. want success, if you want to do certain things, don't just fucking throw the spaghetti up against the wall and hope that it sticks. Don't just jump in your car and start driving. Get a fucking map out and then actually get there. Yep. That's what Core 4 is. That's what my book does. Come on, man. That's awesome. I'll be 40 this year and uh, I've set a goal. Like, I mean, on my walls here, I've got vision for business, vision for life. I've got goals. I write them down. I read them every single day. I've got this, you know, things that I read through. I've set the money amount that I want to be at. You know, my goal is to be a full-time entrepreneur by the age of 45 at the latest. You know, I'm up every single day, well, six days a week at 4 a.m., you know, getting things done. The problem is, is I, I've had issues with time management myself, right? So I get up at 4 a.m., I try to get things done, and productivity hasn't really made the monetary where I could just jump to full-time, right? And that's me. Like, I love this conversation with you because it's fired me up, man, to be like, screw this, man. I'm ready to, like go do this full time and make sure that my kids were provided for. I missed two of my kids baseball games this year for the first time ever. And I was so pissed and I have a great job that pays bills and, you know, keeps my wife home. But I was so mad that I missed those games. And I was like, gosh, dang it, man. If I was just had full time, you know, money coming in and I was dedicated to it. And so when I reread your book, man, it fired me up. I'm so like on fire right now, dude. So thank you so much, man. And here, here's something to, to, to think about, and this is like something that I teach, and, and it, you know, this is what I, I did this. Yeah. Like this is not theory. I did right. this. I went from a, a a gun in my mouth, from a millionaire to, to to the bottom of the fucking barrel, and this is literally what I did. I did this. Like this isn't a theory. This isn't well. I read it in a book. This is literally my blueprint. This yeah. is how I went. And, and, and I'm not the shining star. I'm not the perfect example. I don't have the most money, but I'm, I have the life that I want. Right. You know, and, and what most people don't understand is that we create these vision boards. And it's funny to me, every December, it's kind of the same thing. And you've probably heard me talk about this. You yeah. know, people create these vision boards and, and I'm going to do all these things. I'm going to be all these things. They put, you know, pictures on their refrigerator of somebody who's ripped and in shape. And I'm going to do that. And I'm going to be ripped and I'm going to, you know, whatever, whatever. But they don't have a plan to do that. And, and like I, I saw this guy at the end of last year where he, he posted this picture of a Lamborghini. He's like, I'm going to buy this Lamborghini. And I'm like, that's dope, dude. Like, how are you going to do it? And his, and his response was, I'm going to hustle and I'm going to grind. And I'm like, cool, man. So I literally clicked on his Facebook profile and every other post was a, was a repost of something I said, 
or Andy Priscilla said, or, or Gary Vaynerchuk said about hustle grind, hustle grind. I'm like, well, it looks like you're already doing that. So how, how exactly are you going to buy this car? And his right. response back to me, I'll never forget it as long as I live. His response back was, why do you have to be a dick, bro? <laughs> and, and really what, what's interesting is nobody had questioned him. Nobody had like asked him, like when P, he posts that, what do all his homies say? Hell yeah, man. Fuck yeah, man. Don't get it. Don't get it, bro. Don't get it, bro. Right. And, and this is why my clients are, are successful. This is why I've built this life, why I can go race the Baja 1000 and the Baja 500 whenever the fuck I want with my son. is because right. I realized something a, a few years ago. Like, the guy who gets the Lamborghini does something radically different than the guy who just throws it up on his vision board. The guy yeah. who gets the Lamborghini or the million dollars a year or becomes the full-time entrepreneur says, okay, I want to buy the Lamborghini in June. Here's in seven, so I have six months, which means I need to make $400,000 to buy this car. It means I need to make this much per quarter, this much per month, this much per week, and this much per day. And right. what I talk about in my book is, is, is what most people focus on is that ripped body. They focus on the Lamborghini and the 400 grand. The dude who buys the Lamborghini in June is the dude who's only focused is is that one thing per day. Talk about eating the elephant. Like people try right. to fit the entire elephant, save the entire game, and do the entire deal with one big bite, and it's not possible. Right. But hit me up in, in six months, and I'll have already consumed two elephants because I'm just sitting there with my knife and fork taking a small bite every single day, every single Come day. On. If you got to make $1,000 a day, all you're focused on is that $1,000 a day, and then guess what happens in June? The money's sitting in the bank account and you go buy the Lamborghini. Same thing with you becoming an entrepreneur. What is it gonna take for me to be full-time? A million dollars, great. That means I yep. need to make this much per quarter, this much per month, this much per day. And if you're focused on that small task and that small item, that small bite every single day, that's yeah. how you get huge results, period. Whether it's your right. body and fitness, whether it's your bank account, if, you're, if you've got a dollar in your bank account and you focus on not making a million dollars, but making another dollar, guess what? Now you have $2 in your bank account. And then yes. if you focus on another dollar, you now have $3 in your bank accounts. And some people are watching this going, uh, no shit, bro. That's fucking easy. But most right. people won't do it. Yeah, most exactly. Most people focus on the million dollars and then come December, they're like, oh, man. I'm like, How, how's the Lamborghini? Are you driving it? Well, you know, shit, life happened. <laughs> life happened. <laughs> And yeah. this happened, and I had a medical bill, and, went, and but this year is going to be my year. I'm for sure going to do it this year. And this Come is on. why most people don't get results is because they're trying to do the whole fucking thing. And what I coach my clients on is, like, take a small bite every single day. And if you yeah. take a couple small bites, you end up eating the entire fucking elephant. Exactly. Man, that's awesome. So what's on the horizon for you? You got this new book, I think, coming out, right, you said? Well, I'm writing it. I'm starting to write it. Okay. Um, it, 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 who knows when it'll be done? Um, okay. I have no idea. But uh, I'm writing that and getting ready to relaunch the Lions on Sheep Experience. Um, I've got a, a tech company, an app that I developed uh, that we're getting ready to launch uh, called Meters. Um, it's, I'm super, super, super excited about it, super passionate about it. See, I, yeah, man, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm, my kids are out for the summertime. We're getting ready to go to the lake and have some fun and, and do some shit, and life's good, man. Awesome, man. Well, hey, do you care if we do some rapid-fire questions real quick then, honey? Do it. So do you have a favorite band or a favorite type of music that you listen to? Dude, my, I have the most eclectic playlist you'll ever I'll listen to Pavarotti, to Metallica, to Vicky, to freaking Andrea Bocelli. Come on, come on. I think you said this, but you, do you wake up uh, between 5.30 and 6 every day? I'm, I, was trying I try to... to be up about 6 o'clock. Uh, okay. I'm doing things a little bit differently, but yeah, I try and be up. I don't, at 4 a.m., I don't know how the fuck you do that. I don't want to be up at 4 a.m. Man, it's uh, I, I put the kids to bed by 8, and I'm usually asleep by 8.30 or 9, but sometimes it's five hours sleep, sometimes it's 6, man. But yeah, I've been doing that for almost 10 years. I've learned my body well enough to know that if I don't get eight hours of sleep, I'm a dick. 
gotcha. I, I can't function properly. So, so some people say <laughs> I, I operate at a different level too. I, I typically work um, two to three hours a day. Yeah. Um, but those two to three hours, I get more done than most people do in 10. And again, that's what I talk about in, in my book is yeah. you know, how to do that, right? It's not some mystical, magical thing. It's like if you were like ruthlessly committed with zero distractions and 100% clarity, you could get more done in one hour than most people do in 10. Yep. But we typically don't do that. We're like all over the place and discombobulated and people running in and taking calls and responding to emails and looking at social media. And then five hours later, we're like, Ugh, where'd I get done? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> totally. You know, Ed Milet talks about cold showers. Do you take part in the whole cold shower thing? Yeah, I actually bought a big tub. Um, I think Wim Hof is, is a genius. It's it's really cool. I've, I've done the ice bath thing and yeah. um, I try and finish up all my showers with, I don't do five minutes. So you don't need yeah. five minutes, but I'll do 60, 90 seconds of just ice cold water. It shocks your system. That's for sure. Awesome. Ice baths awesome. are really good though, man. They're really good for your body. I, I Not only your mind, but great for your body too 75 hearts doing like what andy priscilla's physical challenge is, is it's, yes I, I mean i i was texting him this morning and we were talking and, and that is in my personal opinion it's kind of becoming a new benchmark for me yes yeah. i think everybody should do 75 hard because it is it is without question i've had five mma fights i've done two ironmans and it's the hardest thing i've ever done in my entire life the 75 hard I mean, i'm not kidding it is the hardest thing i've ever done i've trained court mcgee who's a ufc freaking legend is one yeah. of my dear friends and he trained me for my fights like there's nobody that grinds harder and works harder than him or josh berkman and those two dudes trained at the gym that i trained at and so the level of training that, that we did train you know fight training was yeah. unmatched by anybody in the game um but i can tell you that without question 75 hard is the hardest thing i have ever done in my entire life does it take money to make money uh, it takes smarts and it takes savvy to make money one of my gotcha. favorite quotes is it doesn't matter how many resources you have, it matters how resourceful you are. There's a ton of people yes. that don't have two fucking nickels to rub together that will become multimillionaires simply because they are resourceful. They don't worry about the resources that they have. If I lost every single thing today, if I lost every dime, every everything that I had, in six months I'd have it all back. Come on. That's awesome, man. You talk about baseball fan. Who's your favorite baseball player? Don Mattingly. Oh, gosh, Don man. Mattingly. Yeah, I miss I that guy. I'm a Yankees fan, man. I grew up, my, my mom's from New York City. Uh, Jeter's great. <laughs> I love Jeter. I mean, Jeter, you know, the captain was, was great, but I grew up, there's so many legends from the Yankees, but I'm yeah. a real, I'm a real Yankees fan. I got pictures with me at three years old in front of Yankee stadium. So I'm a Yankees guy, but Jeter, awesome. you know, I love Mattingly, man. I love the way he played the game. I love his big ass mustache. And, and, Heck uh, yeah. and Cal Ripken. I had the, I had a Cal Ripken poster uh, on my wall, my entire you know, youth growing up, he was my hero. I met him, and, and you know, he was just that. He was like Jeter, right? But yeah. Cal Ripken, Mattingly, Mattingly's at the top of the list. Who is the successful person that you follow? You know, you've talked about Andy Frisella, you've talked about Ed Milet. Is there somebody that you're just like, you're like I'm gonna copy that guy or do you know make a twist on my own thing? But love following a, a successful guy or, per, I, I, or girl. Yeah, one of another quote, and these aren't just things that just to throw out. Um, yeah, something that I firmly believe in and that I live. Uh, the greatest leaders have mastered the art of following. Yes. You know, Andy Priscilla is the one who came up with 75 Hard, and that's literally the text that I sent him this morning. Is I'm like, bro, this changed my life, and I was sharing some personal shit with him. But I, I, there are some really, really, really powerful people out there, and I, and, and I truly, firmly believe that one of the things that helped change my life the most is is, is acknowledging following. There's, there's like, if you think about it, like a lion learns how to roar from another lion. You know, you don't just pop out and you're fucking a killer and whatever, whatever. You learn how to hunt from another lion. And so I think a lot of men have a stigma around following another man, having a mentor, having a coach, listening to somebody, because it's, 
you got to kind of sit back for a second. And I went out to dinner uh, two, two, last two weeks ago. Uh, I, I was sitting at the dinner table with Ed Milet, Lewis House, uh, with Pedro Sol, uh, who's got 800 gyms. Yes. Um, Kent Clothier uh, with Steve Weatherford, who played for the Giants and won a Super Bowl. And it, I probably talked the least out of every one of them because I, I wanted to listen. I wanted to hear. I wanted to learn. I mean, these are dudes that make way more money than I make, that have had way more success than I've had in their own right. I've had a lot of success that they haven't had. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, but Ed Milet and, and Andy Frisilla are two dudes that I, I have built friendships with that I truly look up to and admire in a lot of ways. And, and what's interesting is we share a lot of stuff back and forth. I mean, there's things that I've done that I've been able to help them with, um, which is, you know, very, very humbling. But those are two dudes that live the game. And that's, yep. to me, the big thing is like, I don't, we, we take advice from the wrong people. And I know it's a longer answer, but people need to hear this. Like, yeah. we take advice from the wrong people. We listen to the wrong people. Just because yeah. it's your mom and dad doesn't mean you have to fucking listen to them. No right. offense, mom. But like, at the end of the day, like, I want to listen to people that, that are doing what I want to be doing. I want to take advice. You know, don't talk to me about how to grow a social media profile and, and following if you got 30 friends, right? Right. But, you know, if you're going to talk about making money and being in the hustle and being in the grind and building a business and being a good father and, and these things, I want to learn from people that are doing it. And Ed and Andy are at two at the top of the list because they're living it. And I know them and they're good men. They're solid yeah. men. You know, my son sat, I sat here and my son sat in between me and Ed, you know, at dinner, my, my 13 year old. And, and those guys are imparting wisdom on him that hopefully, <clears throat> hopefully he never forgets. Right. right? But, You've got to step back and check ego and realize that there are people that are doing things way bigger than you, way better than you. And if you and if you shirk that and you're like kind of push that off, that's a that's the wrong game, man. If you step yeah. back as a man and you like humble yourself enough to listen and to learn and to allow someone to teach you, bro, you'll become infinitely more powerful. Man, that's awesome. Uh, Sean, I also want to give an opportunity to just give shout outs to anybody that you'd like on the video, man. I'm honored, man. I'm like full blown. I can't believe we just had this conversation because this was like by far the best show I've ever done. So thank you for your time, man. You're welcome. No, thank you, man. No, th I mean, everybody out there hustling, man. Everybody out there in the game. Like, I, I, I mean, you putting this on, you know, I, I mean, the fact that it's scary to put a podcast out there. It's scary to talk to people. It's scary to reach out and, and be vulnerable like that. So, I mean, shout, shout out to you for putting this together for, for you know, wanting further the conversation. I think that's the thing that's the most beautiful is anybody who's willing to talk about real shit, anybody that's willing to be vulnerable, anybody that's willing to step up to the plate and say, I don't know, I need help, yep. show yep. me the way. <clears throat> that to me is the sign of power. That's the sign of, of, of masculinity. That's the sign of an alpha is somebody who's willing to learn. So anybody listening to this that's dealing with some shit that, that's in that space where, you know, fuck the world, I hate everybody, you know, everybody's lucky. I'm not lucky. Understand, man, that every single mogul that we study, that we look at from history, read their books. They all say the same thing at the end of their book. All of them. Carnegie's, the Rockefellers, uh, Steve Jobs, Steve Covey, anybody that's like created a dent in the universe that we look at, that we try to emulate, whether it's business or life or whatever, they all say the same thing at the end of the book. If I could go back and trade places, if I could go back and do it all over again, I would have done it differently. And understand that our time is coming. Like, we will get to that space. Like, yeah. whether you like it or not, whether my beard grows, your beard grows, doesn't fucking matter. We're right. both going to end up in that spot where we're old-ass men. And at that point in the game, we don't have an option. You don't have yep. an option to make love to your woman. You don't have an option to freaking take that vacation. You don't have an option to buy that race truck. You don't have an option to build that business. Game's right. over. And understand, yep. that, like, if you're watching this right now, you literally can, can get off this call this podcast, this recording, and go do whatever the fuck you want. 
Yeah. Like literally, you have the ability, the freedom, the bandwidth to be able to do anything that you want. And that's not some hokey pokey, airy fairy, fucking hippie shit. That's real talk. You have yep. the ability, like, to go lift something heavy. You have the ability to start a business. You have the ability to make that phone call, to send that text message, to do that deal. And that's real talk. Black, white, gay, straight, rich, poor. That's an even playing field for every single human being on this earth. Exactly. And, and I encourage people to, to, to really think about that and understand that the fact that you're alive watching this today is a fucking gift. You and I won yep. a lot. And we woke up this morning. There yep. were a lot of people. I turned 40. I'm barely older than you are. I just turned 40 three months, four or four months ago. Okay. At the end of awesome. the day, man, like I'm, I'm, I'm alive today. And if you have no light in your life, if you've got no vision, if you've got nothing like Pat, that you're passionate about, understand that you're fucking alive. Right. And you put it down to the simplest form. You might say, well, my life sucks. You're fucking alive, bro. And you have a choice and an option to change that shit today. Yep. Go change that shit. Do the shit you want to do. Like understand that your ticket's going to be punched. That day is coming. And I want to lay on my deathbed and be like, I'm good, man. I did it all. My kids know I haven't held anything back. Like I went right. all in on life and that's the stuff that, uh, that I'm passionate about every day. And, and every day that I wake up, I get an option. Every day that I wake up, I have a choice and I've, choose, I've chosen to do the things that I want to do. And it's been the best decision I've ever made. So that would be my final bit of advice for people is to just tell the fucking brutal truth, man. Be radically yeah. honest. Don't hide anymore. Don't lie anymore. Rip your shit open and you'd be yeah. surprised what happens. Come on, man. Uh, by the way, I got to say, love the beer, dude. Bearded Brothers, love it, man. So, uh, Sean, again, I thank you so much. Right. I got to keep it here. I can't do the Duck Dynasty thing. Joint, <laughs> keep it trimmed up. It's where I'm at. Yeah, absolutely, man. Well, Sean, thank you so much, man. This has been such thank an you. honor to talk to you, man. Thank, thank you. you very much. Thank you so much for checking out the show today. I wanted to just take one quick second of your time to point you to ericallenmedia.com. I have a ton of free and paid content on our resources tab. Click on that. Tons of books, tons of websites you can go check out. Some secret websites in there as well for you. But listen, I am available for hire for anything from product videos to content videos, review videos. I do a lot of how-to and explainer type videos, box opening videos for brands. I also do laser engraving for anything that's wood product. So if you need some you know, coasters made or fun tags or something like that, shoot me a DM, happy to help you out. You can check out some of my work on our YouTube channel there. Really appreciate you checking out the show today. Thank you so much for your time. Have an amazing day.